You are listening to the weekly podcast of Transformation Life Church in Muskegon, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message. From Springfield, Ohio, and we travel all over the United States, and uh, we do indoor events, which are huge, like lights, video wall, concert-type atmosphere, and then we do what we did yesterday, which is my heart, how I got started doing Jubilee Gang over 30 years ago. So I came home from Bible College in my hometown of Portsmouth, Ohio, and wanted to get into the housing projects, and went to them, and they said, no preaching in the projects. I said, are you kidding me? So I saw where a professional baseball player had come back to my hometown of Portsmouth, and God said, go talk to them, because they had to Just Say No program. Would you remember Just Say No? It wasn't working very well. So I, I came up with this thing. I said, you know what? You've got to have something to say yes to so you can say no to drugs. And I have a program that says yes to Jesus so you can say no to drugs. They said, yeah, come on in. So we went into local housing projects. It was nothing to see 100 kids a night get saved. Then we opened up to public schools. We got a grant for $4,000 to get our first set of equipment, which is a far cry from what we have now. But um, we went into the public schools, did anti-drug self-esteem building programs, invited everybody back at night. 250 kids in the school, 180 people came out that night. Most of them came forward to receive Jesus. And then we started opening up the churches, and that was 30, over 30 years ago. So um, we got so busy doing the big church events that we weren't able to do as much outreach. And outreach is my heart. And so 2020 gave me a chance to reset. And I wasn't sure if churches were going to open back up or not. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait on churches to open up. I'm going to go minister to kids. The kids in the hood, they don't care. They don't care about all this social distancing stuff. So we, um, we bought the outreach trailer. In the middle of pandemic, I only had 12 bookings. I usually had 40 before that. 12 bookings. That wouldn't put most evangelists under, okay? We paid off our truck in the middle of that pandemic, paid cash, $30,000 cash for that, that trailer out there. That Silas has a video wall on it and had more money in the bank at the end of the year than what we'd ever had before. God's good, isn't he? So, so since then, I, or I reset, and I said, you know what, we're going to take May and September as our outreach months, because if I don't set those aside, I'll book them up doing the big church events, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but my heart's outreach, okay? I want to go out into the streets, I want to go out into housing projects, so that's what we do. And this year, it's September and October <laughs> is outreach month. So, and God said, when I bought the trailer, don't set a price for the outreach trailer. Just go and do and trust me. Um, now, for the big equipment, we, we recommend an amount, okay? You can't haul 7,000 pounds of equipment around the United States and come on love offering because most churches don't know how to, you know, support something like that. So you have to at least give them a level to try to come up to. But on the outreach trailer, we just, you know what, we trust God, and God has provided supernaturally for us. Amen? So that's, that's what we're all about. So um, I need uh, my game helpers. I need two. Uh, what, you know, this is family service, right? So this is a little bit different, okay? So this is something for adults. Because if you preach to all the kids, adults get bored and they leave. If you preach to all kid, if you preach to the kids, the adults get bored. If you preach to the adults, the kids get bored and they start running around the room and nobody likes that, right? Uh-uh. So this is something for everybody. So this first game we're going to play is for families. So we have a mother-daughter team and a dad-son team, right? So come on up, and we're going to put this right in the middle. Right here, now we got pizzas up here. I don't think you guys want to eat these pizzas. I'm going to scoot this back. So I want the guys on one side. I want the ladies to come over here. Ladies, come over here. There you go. Come on up. So everybody gets a pizza hat on their head. 
that who's who's these two playing? Yep. Okay, right there. Pizza hat. Pizza hat. Young lady, you're going to take this after you get the hat on your head. You're going to take this and go six to eight feet back. Mom's going to come up here. Pizza hat on the head. Come on up. No, sir, you're going to take the pizza box and go back. Sir, you're going to come up here, bring that chair on up closer to the table. Young man, take this pizza box, hold it in an L shape. Like this, L shape in front of you. Okay, L shape in front of you, okay? In front of you. There you go, just like that, perfect. Okay, you're going to come up here. No, you're going to go six to eight feet back that way. Back and back, okay. Pops, move that chair a little bit closer, and we're going to have you sit down here. And, nope, you're going to be in back. Back again, just don't fall off the stage, okay? Back a little bit further. What's going to happen, okay? We're going to have a 10-second countdown on these video walls, or these video screens over here. And uh, you guys are going to count down with it. When it gets up to zero, after zero, I'm going to say go. When I say go, you're going to pick one piece at a time up. You're going to put it on your flopper. You're going to flop it over your head, okay? <laughs> don't turn around and look. Just flop. And they got to run around and catch your pieces. Just don't run off the stage, okay? We don't need no, more bro we don't need no broken legs or nothing. And just protect her from running off the stage and over here, too. So... You can, if you got a pizza hanging out of the box, you can slap it in, but if it hits the floor, it is gone, okay? You can only use one pizza one time. I think you got, what, 16 pizzas there, Candy? 17, something like that. Ladies, cheer for the lady team. Let me hear the ladies in the house. <laughs> guys, let me hear the guys. <laughs> the guys are awake today, so you guys are good. So I'm going to hold that open and get ready one pizza at a time, remember? I'm going to move out of the way. Here's your 10-second countdown. Don't start until you hear my voice say go. Ten, nine, eight. And go. Come on, help them out, help them out. Catch them pizzas, catch them, catch them. There you go. Scoot. Young lady probably should scoot back a little bit. Don't lose your pieces trying to catch them. Come on, help me out, help me out, I can't hear you. And we're almost there. Okay, close your boxes, close the boxes. Bring the boxes to the middle, and we're going to count them. Bring a box to the middle. There you go. Okay, so, everybody help me count. Scoot over here so everybody can see. Here we go, you ready? Eight for the guys, here we go for the ladies. No, just five. Guys, got it. Give the guys a big hand. If I can get all my hats back, guys, you can get two pieces of candy out of the box. Ladies, get one. Give them a big, huge hand. Game helpers, if you can carry this table. If I can get some guys to carry this table off and over here in the dark area. And you probably want to grab it on each side of this. And we're going to move this table back out to the front. Take that table somewhere. Somewhere out there. Hey, so we're going to have an awesome time this morning. Everybody having fun so far? 
So we, before we get started, we got rules. Now, these rules are for all the adults that don't like to obey rules. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Everybody, rule number one is this. Rule number one is have fun at church. We believe church should be fun and exciting as we learn the word of God. Amen. We are not the frozen chosen. We are not the church of the refrigerator, are we? No, we're live and kicking this morning. Everybody yell this rule at the count of three. One, two, and three. And that brings us to rule number two. Don't be bothering your neighbor. I want to see fighting going on out there, okay? Don't pick your neighbor's nose. Don't lick their toes. Don't play with their belly buttons. I don't want to see your wives elbowing your husband and say he's talking to you because I could be talking to you. Everybody yell this rule at the count of three. One, two, and three. And that brings us to rule number three, no talking out of turn. That means when I'm up here talking, you don't do what? And that includes adults that like to sit in the back and complain. No talking out of turn, okay? Don't be sitting out there, talk, 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 talk. Don't be like the young lady on the wall that just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking like the Energizer Bunny. She don't ever, ever stop. Don't do it. Everybody yell this rule at the count of three. One, two, and three. And that brings us to the last and final rule, number four, no monkeying around. That means we don't want you wandering up here on stage unless we ask you to. Don't wander around the room aimlessly. There's a little, one little boy kept running laps around the room. They told him on last night, look, if you, if you don't run laps tonight, you might get that prize. Last night he ran right in front of the stage. He looked up and said, I don't think I'm going to get that prize tonight. Don't be that kid. Don't be rolling up the aisle unless it's God. We'll know if it's God or not. Don't be running back and forth to the restroom. If I got to hold it, you do too. When you come back in, all smiles is very, very painful from a pastor's point of view. Okay? We're standing up there. We got to go too. And you come in and all. See? Pastor knows what I'm talking about. No pterodactyl screaming. That's that loud, high pitched thing kids do. The adults, we, it hurts our ears. So don't do it. Okay? Everybody yell this rule at the count of three. One, two, and three. If you obey all these rules, you sit up straight in your seat, you do all the things that you're supposed to do today. We got something called a World Changer Award we're going to give away. One young man and one young lady will walk out of here with a free, everybody say free, Jubilee Gang Dog Tag. This is the only way you can get one of these today. We are not selling them. We are giving one away to a young man and one away to a young lady. It could be you, okay? So if you sit up straight, you obey all the rules, you do all the things you're supposed to do, you're not talking. You're not uh, climbing over the seats, under the seats, or through the seat. You're staying in your seat. You're not yelling things back and forth out of turn. You could walk out of here with a free, everybody say free, free. Jubilee Gang dog tag. Otherwise, you'd have to go on our website and buy one for five bucks plus shipping. Okay? You don't want to do that. You could get one what? Free. free. So game helpers are looking for you. So uh, make sure you do all the things you're supposed to do. You could walk out of here with one of those. Well, this morning, we were talking about how many people call Jesus Lord but they don't really do what Jesus says. We have an epidemic of people that are believers in Jesus, but they are not disciples of Jesus. They call Jesus Lord, but they really don't care what Jesus says. Today, we're going to be looking at some things that Jesus said we must do to be his disciple. Now, if you have a red-letter edition of the Bible, red means that Jesus himself said it, okay? So it's not like I'm quoting Peter, James, or John, I'm, I'm quoting Jesus. Most of my, all my main points today are things that Jesus said, they're in red letters, that Jesus said we must do to become his disciple. Well, to find out what the Bible says about this, to find out our power verse for today, we're going to play the match it game today. So I need a young lady first. Is this orange mic the one you want me to use? Orange mic? 
I don't know. How do I how do I turn on the orange mic? Somebody help me. Push the select button. Test. That's me. Okay, come on up here, young lady. Come on up. Stand right here and let's move back, 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 back. Let's stand out here on the edge so you can see the screens. Come on up here. And when you come up, you're going to come up this way. Well, well, candy's over there. So come up on up here. Yep. Tell us your name. I can't hear Sophia. Yeah, see, I don't know what I'm doing with this mic. I'm used to my mics. I'm sorry. Come here, Sophia. Sophia. Oh, yes, Sophia. How old are you, Sophia? Seven. Seven years old. How's it feel to be seven? Good. I was seven when I was your age. So, Sophia, we have <laughs> ten numbers up here on these screens. Underneath these numbers are pictures. There's two of each picture, and you got to get a match, okay? If you get a match, you get two pieces of candy out of that box. If you don't get a match, you only get one. Either way, you sit down, somebody else tries. Have a young man ready to come up when, uh, when she gets done. Have a young man ready. So, look at the screen. What number you want to pick? Number four. Let's see what's under number four is a fork in the road. You ever seen a fork in the road? No. You don't want to hit one with a car to give you a flat tire. So, um, Sophia, where do you think the other fork in the road might be? Nine. Let's see. Number nine is a wild thing. You did not get a match. You get one piece of candy. Give Sophia a big hand. Send my young man up. Young man. Come on up. Have a young lady picked out. Stand by the bottom of the steps. Come on up. You get candy. We'll give somebody else your candy if you don't want it. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Stand right here. Tell us your name. Hilo. And how old are you? Seven. Seven. If you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, all expenses paid, where would you go? Disneyland, Florida. Disneyland. Yep. So what number you want to pick? Up there. Number one. Number one is a cookie. You like cookies? Yes. What's your favorite kind of cookie? Chocolate You ever put peanut butter between two chocolate chip cookies and eat like a sandwich? Yeah. It's good that way. If you dip it in milk, it's even better. You're making me hungry. <laughs> you know where the other cookie's at? What number do you think the other cookie's under? Six. Number ten. Let's see. Number ten is a wild thing. Very sorry. You get one piece of candy. Give him a big hand for trying. One piece of candy. Oh, hey, how you doing? Tell us your name. Isabel. Isabel, come on up here, Isabel. So how old are you? Fourteen. Have you ever kissed an armadillo? No. Have you ever seen an armadillo? No. They lay along the highways in the south sun in their bellies all day. I don't know what's up with that. They say they got leprosy. I don't know if it's true or just something to tell kids to keep them away from them. But anyway, Isabella, right? And um, what number you want to pick first? Six. Number six is a bullseye. You ever played darts? No. Never, ever? So you've probably never thrown a dart at a cat, right? No. That's good. It hurts a cat really bad. So um, where do you think the other bullseye's at? Seven. Number seven. Let's see. Number seven is a Jif peanut butter, my favorite food in the whole wide world. You didn't get a match of one piece of candy. Give Isabella a big hand. Young man, come on up. Come on up. Come on up here. I'm going to get down here. Come on out here. Come on out. I'm going to bite. Promise. Come right on over here. You got to look at that screen. Tell us your name. Vivian. And how old are you? Five. How's it feel to be five? 
Wait. It's been a long time for me, about 50 years. So um, what's the first number you want to pick? Nine. Number nine. Let's see. Number nine is a wild thing. Did you see wild thing yesterday out there? Yeah. Okay. You'll probably see him again today. So um, you know where the other wild thing's at? Number 10, let's see, and you got a match, good job. Two beasts of candy, give him a big hand, yes. Go get you two beasts of candy. Young lady, come on up. Young lady, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. I wish I had that kind of energy. Hey, tell us your name. Lydia. Lydia, how old are you? Nine. Nine, so if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, all expenses paid, where would you go? Tennessee. Tennessee. What's in Tennessee? I don't know. It's very beautiful down there. One kid said Dollar General one time. He had real high ambitions. <laughs> one kid said my couch. Lydia, right? What's the first number you want to pick, Lydia? Five. Number five is a bullseye. Do you remember where the other bullseye is at? It was just a while ago. Let's see, number six is a bullseye. Yes, two pieces of candy. Give her a big hand. Young man, come on up. Come on up. Next contestant, come on up. Which one is it? Come on up. Hey, buddy. Stand right out here. And tell us your name. Mason. How old are you? Nine. Nine years old. So what's your favorite food in the whole wide world? Seafood. What? Seafood. Seafood. What's your favorite seafood? Everything you see? Shrimp, I love shrimp. Shrimp is the bomb. Actually, I had shrimp last night for dinner. So, um, where, what number you want to pick first? Eight. Number eight. Jeff peanut butter, my other favorite food in the whole wide world. Do you know where the other, do you like peanut butter? Yeah. We can be friends. So, do you know where the other peanut butter's at? Four. Number four is a fork in the road. Very sorry. One piece of candy. Give him a good hand for trying. Young lady, come on up. Young lady. You want him to come up, young lady? We're going back and forth, or are we just doing it? We can just do it. It don't matter. It really don't matter. Tell us your name. Zayden. And how old are you? Ten. You like sports? Yes. What's your favorite sport? Baseball. You ever played baseball with a monkey? No. Would you like to? No. Do you think he'd jump on your head? I have no idea. If he did, would you punch him in the nose? No, that would be disobeying. Okay, you, you, could, you can play with monkeys. That's good. What's the first number you want to pick? Seven. Number seven is a peanut butter. You like peanut butter? Yes. Peanut butter's the bomb. I'd, if I had a peanut allergy, I'd be dead by now. Well, I go through a big jar of that every week. Anyway, teaspoon. Anyway. What do you got me talking about peanut butter for? Where's the other jar of peanut butter at? Do you know what number? Eight. Number eight is a peanut butter. Two piece of candy. Young lady, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Hey. Tell us your name. Lydia. Uh, Lydia? Another Lydia? How old are you, Lydia? Nine. Nine years old. How's it feel to be nine? Fun. Good. I forgot it's been a while. What's the first number you want to pick? One. Number one is a cookie. You like cookies? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of cookie? M&M's. You put peanut butter on an M&M cookie? No. You ought to try that one. So, um, dip it in milk. It's even better. You're getting, making me hungry. Where do you think the other cookie's at? Three. 
Let's see, number three is a cookie. You got it, too. Piece of candy. Give Lydia a big hand. Come on up, sir. I like your shirt, world changer. That's what I encourage everybody to be is a world changer. Tell us your name. Carter. How old are you? Twelve. This one's hard, okay? We've been trying to figure out for a long time. I hope you're really smart. You look smart. You're smart, right? Yeah. I thought so. You look smart. So, um, so think real hard. What's the first number you want to pick? First number. Uh, two. Two. Let's see what's under two. Is a fork in the road. You ever seen a fork in the road? Not literally. You don't want to. You don't want to hit one with a car. Okay. So think really hard, and uh, when you're ready, tell us. Think. Let's see, number four is a, you got it, two pieces of candy, give him a big hand, yes. Okay, so today, our power verse for today, hit it when you're ready. A wise man builds his house upon the what? Can somebody tell me what the rock is? Well, a little bit more than that, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. And the house is, anybody know what the house is? My life, exactly right. Pastor knows. A house is our life. Now, this is what I call a Sunday school scripture. For you that were raised in Sunday school, you know what I'm talking about. My father was a Methodist pastor, okay? So we had like Sunday school all the time. And so every about six months to a year, they'd bring in a sandbox, and they'd build a popsicle stick house. And as one guy said, you were blessed. We didn't even have a popsicle stick house. But we had a popsicle stick house. They poured water on it, and it collapsed because it was built upon the... But then they bring in like a big old rock and they build another popsicle stick house on that and they pour water on, water on it and it did not collapse because it was built upon the rock. rock, okay? But this is more than a Sunday school scripture. This is for everyone. Everybody say everyone. everyone. Jesus said this. This is actually in red letters. I want everybody to stand up. We're going to put this thing to beat, okay? So this is for adults, kids, everybody. Everybody say, a wise man builds his house upon the rock. He hears and obeys. Four times. Okay, let's try that again. A wise man builds his house upon the rock. He hears and obeys. How many times? Okay, so when you see the green, the screen turn green, I want everybody to lift up your hands and go back and forth. Back and forth. Not just <laughs> back and forth to the beat. Now, you don't hear the beat yet, but we're going to hear it in a little bit. Okay, and then after the green goes off, you can put your hand back down. And a wise man builds his house upon the rock. He hears and obeys. Okay, then we're going to have a contest between the ladies. Let me hear all the ladies. And all the guys. Let me hear the guys. Okay, so guys, keep your football voices on, okay? Like you're at the Ohio State-Michigan game and you're cheering for Michigan, okay, I guess. And... Um, I only wear an Ohio State jersey one day out of the year. I might, might. And I don't really wear it, but I post it on Facebook. It's when Ohio plays Michigan. I just want to stir up trouble. That's all I do. I don't really, I don't really pay attention to it. So um, anyway, I, I don't watch football. I really don't. So I don't really care. But anyway, you guys go ahead and win. You guys beat us. I don't care. Anyway, are you ready? Hit the beat. Here we go. Ah, uh, wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. Let me hear you. A wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. Ah, uh, wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. Let me hear you. A wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. Let me hear you. A wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. Let me hear you. 
Okay, hands up, here we go. Hear the beat? All you guys are good. Okay, hands down, here we go. Ah, wise man builds his house on the rock. He hears and obeys. You guys are good. Let me hear you. A wise man builds his, he hears and obeys by yourself. Hands up. Oh, you guys are good. You guys are good. Okay, hands down. Here we go. Ah, wise man builds his house on the rock. I'm going to stay quiet. This is your guys' game. One more time. Okay, all the guys sit down. Ladies, stand up. Ladies up. Ladies, see if you can be louder than your husband. Are you ready? Here we go. A wise man. Very good. Have a seat. Guys, stand up. All the men, stand up. Okay, men. If you chance to be louder than your wives, that don't happen very often, but let's try it. A wise man builds his house on. Okay, have a seat. Game helpers, lift up your right hand. Not your left, but your right, not you guys, them. I promise to be fair and not to be partial to the guys or the girls or the girls or the guys, especially the girls, because I am one. You are one, not me. Okay, they're going to listen. They're going to be fair because we are at church, right? Yeah, you guys can't lie at church. Okay, ladies, stand up. Uh, we're going to wait until it comes around. There we go. Hands up, ladies. Yeah, mom voices, mom voices. Okay, get ready, ladies. Here we go. A wise man. A seat, ladies. Okay, all the guys stand up. All the men. Okay, here we go. A wise man. We're going to talk about it. Okay, come on in here. Let's, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. 
after much debate, it was unanimous. <laughs> and it was the guy, the guy, the guy's got to give us a big hand. Now, let me tell you something. That is unusual, okay, because usually the ladies, I guess, uh, you got something for me? It's from Mama, okay. <laughs> Everybody stand up. You guys can go ahead and sit down. Everybody else stand up. We're going to do this one more time, one more time. So loud to hear is out in the streets, and they know a wise man be who can have a seat. Okay, get ready. Not yet. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Hands up, y'all. Hands up. You guys are good. Wave offering, wave offering. Okay, here we go. Hands down. Ah, wise man builds his. You guys are good. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Something I did not talk about when we were going over our rules, we do have something called a world change. Did I talk about world change reward? I did, didn't I? Man, I don't know what I'm thinking this morning. I ain't thinking. Anyway, so Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does it, it's like a wise man who builds his house upon the... So everybody always says it's Jesus, but you know what? Jesus said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does it, obeys, is like a wise man who builds his house upon the... Let's look at the long version of this, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon the... And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the... But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the... And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, both houses were probably built with the same materials. Both houses probably looked pretty much the same, but one house was built upon the what? They heard what Jesus said, and they did what Jesus said. If we're wise, we won't just listen to what Jesus says in the Bible, but we will do what Jesus says in the Bible. Remember the old Nike commercial just... When it comes to God's word, we just do it. Let's look at James 1.22. I'm going to read this. I want you to repeat it after me because I want you to make sure to get this. Be doers of the word. That was one person. Be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. So according to James, if you hear God's word but you don't do God's word, you are... Well, what does that look like? Well, if you come to church and pastor preaches a good sermon out of the Word of God, and you're out there, amen, brother, preach it, but then you walk out of here and you don't do it, you are. If you're reading your Bible and the Holy Spirit illuminates the Scripture to you, and you go, oh, yes, and you post it on Facebook and you get all excited about it, but you don't do it, you are. Do not deceive yourself. Jesus is looking for disciples. He wants to be our Lord. So the big question is, what is a disciple anyway? We don't really have too many relationships like that here in America. 
I mean, I have a friend of mine that's a union pipe fitter, and they have a master pipe fitter and an apprentice pipe fitter. Kind of like it, but not really. So I looked it up in the dictionary, and this is what I came up with. Everybody after me. A disciple is a student, a pupil, an apprentice, a follower or adherent to a lord or master. So if you want to be a disciple, you are a student, a pupil, an apprentice, a follower or adherent to a lord or master. I think the Hebrew word actually means a learner, okay? So um, like I said, in America, we don't really have too many relationships that's like this, okay? But um, the best illustration I could come up with is the movie Star Wars, okay? Do we have any Star Wars fans in the house? Now, I, I know, okay, for all you theology Nazis, Star Wars is not about God. The force is not of God, okay? But I was born like in 1968, 1977. The movie came out, and before the movie came out, they offered a, a, a set of Star Wars figures with the cardboard background. Anybody remember that? And my father, before the movie came out for that Christmas, 1977, bought me that cardboard background and they said I would get those st- figures in the mail. And I got them in the mail, and I wish to God I would not have played with them. But I played hard with those. And I don't know if you know anything about Star Wars figures, but I have the, the tall-headed Han Solo. That's a rarity, but he's not worth anything because I lost his gun. So if anybody has one of them guns for the Han Solo, let me know. I'll split the money with you. I guess it's numbered or something probably. Anyway. But in the movie Star Wars, we have a Jedi Master, and then we have a Jedi Apprentice. Can somebody tell me what's the name for a Jedi Apprentice? They're called a... You're a Star Wars theology person right there. A Padawan. So the Padawan, or the Apprentice, follows the Master Jedi so close that they begin to think. Everybody say think, act, and do as the Master would. Everybody say think, act, and do. So in Christianity, who is our Master? Jesus. Now we follow our pastor as he follows Jesus, but ultimately Jesus is our master. So if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, you get so close to Jesus that you begin to everybody say think, act, and do. As Jesus would everybody say think, act, and do. So you begin to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, and do the things that Jesus would do as he was in the earth. And that's what a true disciple would do. Well, Jesus told us some things we must do to become his disciple. Number one, this really religious person came to Jesus. So religious, they had a special name for him. It was called a Pharisee. A Pharisee were probably the most religious people on earth at that time. They obeyed all the rules. They probably paid their tithes every time. They did all the things a good Pharisee ought to do. But this Pharisee named Nicodemus, he came to Jesus in the middle of the night because he didn't want all those other Pharisee buddies to know what he was going to do. He said, Jesus, how do I see your kingdom? Jesus did not tell him to become more religious. He did not say obey more rules. He did not say belong to a certain church or denomination. He didn't even say pay more tithes. He said you must be what? Born again. Being born again is a supernatural change. Everybody say change. That happens when you make Jesus Lord of your life. Now, if you've not been changed, you are not born again. Because there is a change that takes place when you make Jesus Lord of your life. Okay? And God wants to change you. You say, I don't think I can make Jesus Lord of my life. I don't think I can do all that. Of course you can't. That's why you need to be born again. You realize by faith that God created the universe, right? Does God know what's best? Yes. So we're going to make Jesus Lord, and we're going to do what he says. And when we do that by faith, he changes us. Everybody say change. Makes us into a new creature. Well, that's the first step to becoming Jesus' disciple. You must be what? 
born again. Brings us to number two. We must deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. Let's look at Luke 9.23. If anyone wishes to come after me or become my... Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Aside, what does this look like? Well, the disciple quits doing things their way and does things God's way. So, to deny yourself, what does that look like? Well, if kids, if you're in a store and you see a piece of candy, you're like, man, I really want that Reese's cup. Mm, look at that, whatever you love. And, but you ain't got no money. And you're tempted to slip it in your pocket and sneak out of the store. But the Bible says, thou shalt not. So you slap yourself and say, no, I'm going to trust God for that piece of candy. Okay? Because God wants to be your provider. Amen? He might not provide it just that day, but he'll get you that piece of candy eventually. Amen? Adults, you're on your job and you're tempted to, you want to get a promotion, so you're tempted to make yourself look better than what you are, so you tell a lie. But the Bible says, thou shalt not lie. So you say, nope. I'm just going to trust God to be my promoter because God wants to be our promoter. Amen? He, don't do something that God wants to do for you. He wants to be your Lord. Amen? Well, we deny ourselves. A disciple quits doing things their way and only does things whose way? We give up our dreams and ambitions for God's dreams and ambitions for our life. A lot of people tell the kids, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, instead of telling kids they can do whatever they want to do, we need to tell them, find out what God's plan for your life is and follow God's plan. Because you know what? You can follow your plan for your life and get it into the road and be absolutely miserable with a ton of money and a big old house and cars. Okay? But you know what? You know what I wanted to be when I was a kid? Anybody know what I wanted to be? No. Okay. Now, see ya. I wanted to be an entomologist, okay? Anybody know what an entomologist is? No. Somebody studies bugs, okay? Thank God I followed God's plan for my life because I could be in a laboratory right now studying bugs. See, I had a bug collection. Okay, I had a rhinoceros beetle with a big old horn on it. I had a giraffe beetle, big old long neck. I had unicorn beetles about that big around. I had moths. I had butterflies. I had the whole thing under glass preserved with hairspray on them. And I wanted to be an entomologist. I loved it, man. I actually found a rhinoceros beetle at the top of a water slide in Virginia. Grabbed that thing and held that thing. Mom, 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 the whole way down. Are you kidding me? Big old beetle with a horn on the front of it. Oh, but thank God I followed God's plan for my life. Amen? I gave up my dreams and ambitions for God's dreams and ambitions for my life. When you make Jesus Lord of your life, you have to give up your dreams and ambitions for him. See, salvation is a free gift, but this free gift will cost you everything. How's that? How's a free gift cost me anything? It's free because Jesus paid for it with his blood, amen? But making Jesus Lord of your life will cost you everything because we have to give up our dreams and ambitions for his dreams and ambitions. We take up our cross daily. You know what? There's only one thing that happened to a person in Bible times that took up the cross. They what? They died. Now, God's not going to tell you to go hang yourself on a cross and kill yourself. Okay, that means you're going to die to your old life and live for a new life. Everybody say new life in Christ. We quit doing things our way and we only do things whose way? God's way. So Lord means this. Everybody say boss, master, supreme authority. 
So we quit doing things our way, we do things his way. We don't die physically, but we die our way of doing things. We surrender our lives to Jesus. Now, when I was six years old, my father was a pastor. New Year's Eve, every year he had New Year's Eve service. He showed that, he showed that movie, Thief in the Night. Anybody remember that movie? It will scare it out of you if you got any in you. It was a rapture movie. And then if you haven't watched it, I don't know. It'll, it'll get you right with God real quick, especially when they pull the guillotines out. So um, yeah, I saw a meme the other day. It said, everybody's a Christian until they pull out the guillotines. Kids, don't worry about that. Don't. So six years old, he gave an invitation. I came forward, knelt at an altar, gave my life to Jesus. No one even prayed with me, but when I got up, I knew I was changed. Everybody say changed. So much that I went home and told my mom, Mom, I became a Christian tonight. I've never been the same since that day. Amen? Amen. I was changed that day. Well, we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow Jesus. We have to surrender our lives to him now. When I was 16 years old, between the time I was 6 and 16, I let some things creep into my life, things that did not glorify God. Now, some people, that's relationships. Some people, that's um, entertainment. For me, it was music. Now, I can't play music if I try, but I know good music when I hear it, okay? And I like music so much, I joined the record club. Y'all remember the record club, right? What was the name of that club? Somebody tell me. The other one. Columbia House, yeah, it was Columbia House. And they would send you an LP, an album, you kids, record, vinyl disc, grooves in it, put a needle on it. Anyway, you don't even know what I'm talking about. They'd send you a record every month. And they say, if you didn't like it, you could send it back. Well, whoever did that, it was a mom's credit card, right? I had acquired a stack of LPs, records, probably knee higher, higher, 500 plus LPs, stuff that did not glorify God. Prince, Michael Jackson, ACDC, all this stuff, highway to, anyway, stuff that did not glorify God. It messed up my mind so bad. I'd come to church and open up the hymnals, and I would mess up the hymns and make perverted, nasty stuff out of it. Just messed up my mind. So I went to church camp one year. Y'all remember church camp, right? It's where you go and repent and get right with God, then you go home and backslide and come back next year and repent again. Well, this year God wanted me to go deeper. He was like, you know what, Jerry? I want you to get rid of all the secular music and only listen to Christian music, stuff that glorifies God. I was like, but I like my music. So I went to church camp, and God was dealing with me, and they played that song just as I am, and I'm hugging the back of the seat. Oh, my God, I want to go I mean, I had original Janet Dean 45 that I inherited from my grandma, and I could have sold it and probably made it a lot of money. But I gave it all to Jesus. I went to the altar, surrendered it all, went home and burnt. I said, I burnt that stack of 500-plus CD or records. Some people say, well, why would you burn it for? Well, most of the people, when God says give up something, they put it in a box and put it in the top of the closet. And when, when you have a weak moment, where do you run? The top of the closet. But I burnt it. Okay, I got rid of it. We need to start having bonfires again. Amen? And in the book of Acts, when the witchcraft people came to Jesus, um, they brought all their witchcraft stuff and they burnt it. Had a big old bonfire. And somebody said that stuff was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in today's currency. It, was, it wasn't cheap stuff. They didn't give it to their neighbors so they could worship Satan with it. They burned it. Amen? They got rid of it all. Well, we need to do that. You know what? To do this, we need to trust God in every area of our life. Do 
I just don't trust you. You don't trust me? No, I mean, I want to trust you. I just don't. <laughs> I have an exercise that I think will really help. Oh, okay. Stand here and face this direction. Mm-hmm. Now, do you trust me? Uh, no, I just said I don't trust you. Right, so this is all part of the exercise. Oh, all right? Okay. Whenever I ask you if you trust me, you say, yes, Jesus, I trust you. Even though I don't. It's practice. Oh, okay. So, do you trust me? <laughs> yes, Jesus. I trust you. Now, fall back. Are you going to catch me? Don't worry about that. Okay, that's the part I'm worried about. (laughs) You can do this, okay? Just trust me. Fall back. Okay, well, Jesus, I trust you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's try this again. Just face this direction and keep your feet planted, all right? Do you trust me? Now, fall back. Okay. I'm going to do it. All right. I'm really going to do it. <laughs> Good. Ah! Oh, Dad, you really caught me. I didn't think you were going to catch me, but you did. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. You're ready for level two. Level two, here yes. I come, baby. Woo! Oh. <laughs> okay, hold it. Oh, you know what? You're too close. You need to move back. Ah, right. <laughs> this one's a little bit different. Oh, okay. Uh, stand here. Uh-huh. Face me. Oh, forward fall. Okay. I can do that. Wait. Hold. Okay. Um, wait for my signal. Oh, right. The Jesus signal. <laughs> yes, the Jesus signal. Do you trust me? Yes, Jesus. I trust you so much. Good. Fall back. <laughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. Especially when you do it. <laughs> Seriously? Of course. Okay, Jesus, I don't know if you noticed this, but there is nobody over there. I know it looks that way to you. It looks that way. It is that way. You can do this, Laura. Just trust me and fall back. Jesus, I can't do that. We can do it together. I can't. You can. I won't. Ouch. When we hear God's word, we do what? We obey God's word. We die to our way of doing things and do things whose way? God's way. Even if it looks like there's no safety net, God's not going to tell you to do something that he doesn't have your back on. Amen? called faith. Sometimes faith don't see what God sees, but we obey his word. Amen? We died our way of doing things, and we live to do things God's way. You know, the Bible says that Christians are dead to themselves, but alive unto God. Galatians 2.20 says this. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It's not me, but Christ who lives in me, In the life that I now live, I live by my faith in the Son of God. Paul was basically saying, look, that guy that used to persecute Christians, used to stone them and kill them and stuff, that guy's dead. He don't don't live no more. I live to do things God's way now. I'm leading people to Jesus. Amen? You know, a perfect example of this is baptism. You know, and baptism is not when you go swimming at church, kids. It's when the pastor takes you down under the water, which represents dying to your old life. Your way of doing things, and when you come back up out of the water, it represents a new life. Everybody say new life in Christ. We quit doing things our way, and we start doing things God's way. It's something that should have already happened on the inside. So that brings us to number three. Number one, Jesus said you must be what? Born again. Number two, we deny ourselves. We take up our cross daily. Number three, a disciple puts Jesus first in their life. 
They make him Lord of their life. Get the interest. God's pie. Dude, he brought the pie. <laughs> Did God create all this? Yeah, he created for us to enjoy, but we get ourselves so busy with the things of this world that we forget about who? God. Well, God wants to be first. Instead of giving God the leftovers, if there are any, he wants to be first in our life. Now, some people say, well, Jerry, how do I put God first? Well, I'll tell you a couple ways I put God first. The Bible says that we want to honor God with the first fruits of our increase. In the Bible times, they had cows and chickens and goats and all that stuff, and they had crops. I don't have crops. I don't have animals. I only have a dog or a cat, okay? So, but I do get a paycheck every month. So the first thing I do with my paycheck, I write out a check to God because I want to honor God with the first fruits of my increase, amen? I want to honor God. It's not because I'm afraid I'm going to get cursed with a curse if I don't pay my tithes. I'm blessed with the blessings of Abraham. How can I be cursed with a curse? But you know what? I want to honor God. It's a love thing. I love God. 
I want to honor him. I love him so much. I want to honor him with the first fruits, the first 10%, sometimes even more. I want to honor God with that. So I bring it to my local church or I'll go online because I'm out on the road so much. I go online and I send it to him every month. Usually it's more than 10% because I want to honor God. Amen? First day of the week in America. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. So where are we at? We at church because we want to honor God with the first fruits of our increase. First day of the week, I want to be in church because I want to honor God. I want to learn the word of God. Now, I'm, I don't get in church a lot. I minister a lot. But when I'm at home, guess where I'm at? I'm at church because I want to honor God. with the first, I want to hang out with my Christian family. I want to listen to my pastor, worship God with my, with my church family. Amen? First thing you do when you get up, do you check your Facebook or Instagram, see who liked your like from the night before, or do you pray and read your Bible? I mean, just there's some simple things what we can do to put God first in our life. He wants to be first above friends, above family, above sports, above money, above entertainment, above possessions, above everything. Everybody say everything. The Lord means this. Everybody say boss, master, supreme authority. We love what he loves. We hate what he hates. We turn our back on our old life, and we follow Jesus. Now, we have a president here in the United States. You might love him. You might not like him. That doesn't really matter right now. But for right now, we pretty much do what we want to do. But if you have a Lord, and the Lord wants to party, everybody parties. If the Lord wants to party while you work in the field, he parties, you work in the field. But we have a good Lord, amen? But he doesn't just want to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. We put Jesus first before any person or anything. So Jesus said this, red letters. If anyone comes to me and is not willing to leave their father, their mother, wife, and children, brothers, sisters, even their own such own life, such a person cannot be my. Does God want you children to leave your mother and father at your age? No. King James says hate. If anyone's not willing to hate their mother, father, brother, sister, does God want you to hate anybody? No. Well, what's that word mean? That word means forsake if necessary. Now, in America, we have it good. Okay? You make Jesus Lord of your life. Your family might not come around as much. Maybe twice a year on Christmas, maybe, or whatever. But in the country of Iraq or Iran, a Muslim country, if you make Jesus Lord of your life, your mother and father will leave you alone. Your brothers and sisters won't have nothing to do with you. You'll probably lose your job. You could very easily lose your life. They'll kill you because you made Jesus Lord of your life. For now, we don't have to worry about that, but there might come a day in America where we have to choose, am I going to live for Jesus or am I going to die? And we have to make a decision right now. Everybody looking at me? You have to make a decision right now. I'm going to live for Jesus, even if it costs me my life. Prayerfully, it won't ever come to that, but if it does, we've got to make that decision now. Well, put Jesus first. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or stuff. Mammon is what the King James says. Is it wrong to have money? Is it wrong to have stuff? Problem begins when stuff has you. Now, I live in Springfield, Ohio, and I have almost two acres of land. And I have a nice home on that land. I have a 40 by 60 building. I can back my truck and trailer. I actually have two trailers, my outreach trailer, my other trailer. I can back my trailer there, unload, set up my equipment, play with it, all that stuff. And I have like two acres of grass I have to mow when I'm home, when I'm home. And I actually like mowing my grass, which is kind of a weird thing. But you know what? I put on my headphones 
and I listen to my 80s Christian rock, Striper, White Cross, Petra, and I walk around the, around the yard pumping my fist in the air, and the neighbors think I'm weird, but that's okay. So I like it. Sometimes I listen to Christian hip-hop, and I dip down the hole of my John Deere, and the neighbors really think I'm weird, but that's okay, because I like it, Okay? So a few years ago, when I live, well, a couple miles from my mom and about 10 miles from my son, about 10, 15 minutes from my son, my granddaughters that I really love, I'm really close to them, I like being close to all my family. A few years ago, a friend of mine called from my hometown of Portsmouth, Ohio. He said, Jerry, can you come down here to help me start a church? I don't know if you know anything about Portsmouth, Ohio, but there's two major industries in Portsmouth, welfare and retirement. There might be another one, the drug industry. It's very bad down there. It's a mess. They need Jesus really bad, and I do have a heart for Portsmouth. I do. I'm actually going down there and doing an outreach like what we did yesterday in the housing project that I started in over 30 years ago, two weeks. Anyway, but I struggled with that because to do that, I would have to sell my house, my home that I like to come home to, my two acres of land, my 40 by 60 building. I have to move away from my mom, my granddaughters, my son, and go to Portsmouth and probably quit doing Jubilee Gang. I really struggled with that, but I came to, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, I will do it. So me and Candy started praying about it, and we really, both of us felt like God says, no, don't do that. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And I've had people say, Jerry, how long are you going to keep doing Jubilee Gang? But see, I, I just turned double nickels this year, and to be honest, my body hurts setting up all this equipment, tearing it down. You guys didn't see the big equipment we got. I mean, lights, video wall, the whole route. It hurts. And I used to say, when people say, how long are you going to do this? I used to say, I don't know how long I can keep doing this, but I don't say that anymore. You know what I say when people say, how long are you going to keep doing this? I'm going to do it until God says stop. Because I made Jesus Lord of my life, amen? And he knows how long physically I can do it. Okay, he's not going to ask me to do something I cannot do. So the Lord is my strength, amen? I keep doing that. I asked for help like yesterday. I had some of you guys helping me. And I have to do that because, anyway... Well, you can't serve God in money. It's not wrong to have money, but when money has you, when every decision is made, is this going to cost me? Oh, we're going back to Portsmouth, right? And God says, no, I want you to keep doing what I want you to do. So we have to be willing, like if God tells you to move somewhere, even if that place isn't very prosperous, even if it's going to cost you money instead of giving you money, we have to be willing to do it. Amen? We've got to make Jesus Lord. Everybody say, Lord of our life. Laura. Hey, Lord. So how did it go with Kat? Did you talk to her? Oh, well, Lord, not exactly. Well, did you forgive her? Well, Lord, I mean, I was just thinking, like, why should I forgive her? Because I asked you to. Well, yeah, I know you did, Lord, but why? Well, you shouldn't have to know why, just that I asked you to do it. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Lord. I mean, you don't understand the situation. Kathleen has an attitude problem. Laura, you believe that I know what is best for you? And for Kat? Well, yeah, Lord. Then you'll do this. But Lord... This is no different than when I've asked you to do anything else. Well, yes, this is, Lord. This is way different. When I asked you to quit your job, you quit. Well, of course, Lord, but I didn't like my job, so I was happy to leave, you know? I mean, this is way different. Okay, Lord, you know what? I've got an idea. How about we give it a week and I'll pray about it? Uh, I'll give you my answer now. 
But Lord. Look, Kat's coming by here very soon. She's coming okay? by here. Yes. Well, let's go. Now's your no. chance to talk to no. her. I want you to forgive Lord, her. Lord, you don't understand. Hey, hey Laura. Hi. It's been like hey. two weeks wow. since we've had coffee. Yeah. Oh, it has. We should totally get together this week. Oh, wow, I can't do that. I am so busy. Oh, yeah. Well, how about next week? Well, you know, actually, I don't think it's going to happen for a while. Oh, well, is everything okay? Oh, yeah, everything's great. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I guess I'll just um, see you later then. Bye. Lord, did you hear that attitude? I thought you were going to forgive her. I thought you said we could wait a week, Lord. No, you said that. Oh, okay, Lord, you're being unreasonable, okay? Why don't you just go talk to Kathleen and have her come to me and ask for my forgiveness? Laura, you need to obey. I want you to forgive Kat. But Lord... Why do you keep calling me Lord? You won't even do what I ask. Ouch! My feet are hurting. <laughs> Jesus said, Luke 6, 46, So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? You won't do what I say. You know, God doesn't be, want to be first because he's this big, mean ogre in the sky. It's my way or the highway. And if you don't do it my way, I'm going to pull out my big old cosmic flashlight. I'm going to get you good. Smack. I'm going to pull out my lightning bolt and I'm going to strike you dead. Now we have a good Lord. Amen. But you know what? How many believe that God created humans? Do God create humans? Does God know what works best for humans? Yes, he does. So you know what? How many of you have heard the thing, well, Christianity is not a bunch of rules and regulations? Anybody ever heard that? I've heard that for several generations now. And I will agree that the rules and regulations never saved anybody. But God does have rules and regulations because he wants to bless us. He wants to protect us. Amen? Anytime God tells you to do something, it's for your benefit, not his. It's not like God's up there with a big old tablet like, how can we make these people's life miserable? Let's make them do this rule, this rule, this rule. And just we're gonna make them, we're gonna just make them suffer. Oh, God's a good God, amen. And he loves you. So he says, don't do it's like the young man that lives in Florida. His dad says, Don't go play by the lake. Is it because he doesn't want his son to enjoy the lake? No, something lives in the lake. What lives in the lake? Alligators, crocodiles. He doesn't want his son to be missing a leg or possibly lose his life. So God has rules for our life. He says, Don't do certain things, but we're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it God's way. I'm not going to do it my mama's way. I ain't doing it my grandma's way. I ain't doing it like that church. I ain't doing it like that 2,000-year-old book. I'm going to do it my way. And we mess up our lives. And we look up to God. So why did you let this happen to me? Well, God told us not to do certain things, didn't he? He said, don't have certain types of relationships. But we think we knew better than God. And we desire something. And then we make an excuse, well, I was born this way. Look, we're all born that way. We're all born wanting to do things our way instead of God's way. Some people just want to do different things than others, okay? That's why you need to be born again, okay? Pride says, I know better than God. I don't care if he created the universe. I know better than him. I want to do it my way. Humility says, you know what? God created the universe. I'm going to trust him because he has to know best. And even though I have these desires, and I don't understand why God says not to do certain things, but I'm going to trust him and I'm going to obey him because he has to do the best because he created me. Because the Bible says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the 
humble. Pride comes before a fall. The whole pride movement today is based upon, I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what. And then they get mad at us, and they start persecuting us and all this stuff. But humility says, you know what? God knows better. I don't care if I have these feelings toward somebody or not. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to do it his way. Amen? Amen. Well, we need to make Jesus Lord of our life. You know, he just wants to have us to have a blessed, abundant life. doesn't want us to have all the drama the world has. Let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. We're almost, almost there, guys. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and this is one of the big motivational scriptures all the motivational pastors use, and probably most of us got this like written on a mirror somewhere, and we like read it every morning. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Now, I don't know if you know anything about this scripture, but when Jeremiah prophesied this, the nation of Israel was taken captivity into Babylon. They were slaves. Slaves are not prosperous. Slaves have no hope for the future. They're not, they're not blessed, okay? And then the reason why they got in that position is because God told them, look, I'm going to give you 613 laws, and if you obey these things, you'll, you'll live long and prosper in this promised land that I'm giving you. Ain't nobody able to obey 613 laws, but anyway, they kept messing up, and God said, don't marry people outside your faith. But they started looking at the Moabite women and the Canaanite women and the Idite women and all the ice, and oh, wow, look at that. And they went off and they married them. And then they, the women brought the idols into the nation of Israel and started setting them up in the temple of God of all places. And then they actually brought this big thing called Moloch in with a big bull head and brass hands. And they heat the hands up and they would sacrifice babies on those heated up hands to think, try to get Moloch to bless them. Are you kidding me? And God sent prophet after prophet after prophet, don't do this. It's not going to work out well for you. They kept doing it. And Babylon came in and took them captive. And they were slaves. Yet, Jeremiah had the audacity to prophesy, I have plans to do what? Prosper you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You might say, I have no hope. I live here in this little town of Muskegon. I got it right. Muskegon, Michigan. I have no hope of ever getting out of here. My skin color is the wrong color. I have no hope. My family's poor. I have no hope. But God says he has plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen? I don't care if you're black, white, purple, or green. God has plans to prosper you, amen? You're a person, right? If you submit your life to God, do things his way instead of your way, he has plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, my, my hope's not in a political party. The left wing and the right wing are off the same buzzard. It's a mess. Now, I'm not saying don't vote. Please vote the best you can to the conscious in the Bible. It's getting harder and harder to do that. But do your best. Let your voice be heard, but you know what? Then both wings are off that same buzzard. My hope is in Jesus, amen? No matter how bad we have messed up our lives, no matter how far from God we've stayed, we can get right with God, amen? If we submit our life to Jesus, he will bless us. Well, that brings us to number four. We're almost there. So, number one, Jesus said you must be what? Number two, we deny ourselves, we take up our cross daily. Number three, we put Jesus what? Number four, we, make, we reproduce ourselves in others. We make disciples of others. In the Great Commission, Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 19. You know what? To do this, we have to give up our plans for our life and do things God's plan for our life. 
2 Peter 3 says this, The Lord is not willing that any should. Are there people perishing today? Yes, there's people perishing in their finances, in their health. There's people ultimately perishing and dying and going to hell. But is it God's will? No, because the Bible says the Lord is not willing that any should, but all should come to. Well, that's a dirty word in the body of Christ today, ain't it? You know what I think of when I think of repentance? Probably what most people think. How many of you have been to Seattle? Seattle, they have this place called the Pike Street Market, and they got this big fish market where they toss fish around and send it home to you for a nominal fee. They got Dungeness Crab. Oh, anyway. So, um, there's this guy out on this big old soapbox out front of the Pike Street Market yelling at the top of his lungs, repent or go to hell! Repent or go to hell! And people ran across the street trying to stay away from this dude. I ran across the street trying to stay away from this dude. That's what most people think of when they think of repentance. But repentance is a gift from God. Everybody say gift from God. That when we mess up our life from doing things our way, we can repent, turn, and change and do things whose way? God's way. You know what? He didn't have to grant us repentance. He could have said, you know, them people done messed up. Let them die and go to hell. He gave us a gift of repentance. Repentance is not when you cry. When I was a kid, I thought repentance is when people throw themselves on the ground and go, ah! <laughs> and then they walk out and act like the devil. No, repentance is when you change. It's a change of mind that results in a change of heart that results in a change of actions. Like I said before, if you're not changed, you're not born again. Just as this is God's heart for the world. It should be our heart. Jesus is looking for disciples. Are we up for the challenge? And my friend, it is a challenge in this world that we live in to live this radical lifestyle I presented this morning. My beautiful, lovely wife, Miss Candy, is coming up. She's going to play the review game. Everybody say, hey, Miss Candy. Okay, this is called the review game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask three questions one at a time. They'll come up on the screen. After I'm done reading the question, if you know the answer, you can raise your hand. And if I pick you and you get it right, you get two pieces of candy out of the bucket. So are you guys ready for question number one? What is the power verse for today? You remember? Very good. Good job. A wise man builds his house upon the rock. Good job. Head over there. He gets two pieces of candy. Okay, are you guys ready for question number two? Does God want all of your life or just part of it? All of it or just part of it? That's right. He wants all of it. Good job. You guys have been paying attention. All right, are you guys ready for the final question? What is one of the four things Mr. Jerry said would make you a disciple? One of the four things. Do you remember over here? He's first in our life. Good job. So they were 
You have to be born again, make Jesus Lord of your life, deny yourself and take up the cross, and then make other disciples. Very, very, those were the four things. Hey, Miss Candy! Hey, Wild. Hey! Hey, what are you doing up there? Hey, you see rocks laying around here? What for? So I can build a house with them. Well, why would you want to do that? So I can be a wise man and bring gifts to Jesus. So you can do what? Be a wise man and bring gifts to Jesus. Mr. Jerry said a wise man builds his house with rocks. I want to be a wise man and bring gifts to Jesus like the wise men in the Bible. Oh, well, what kind of gift? Like a gold Frankenstein with a burr? Uh, do you mean gold Frankensteins and myrrh? Sure do, gold Frankenstein with a burr. I think you're all confused. What you be talking about, Miss Candy? Mr. Jerry talked about how the wise man builds his house on the rock. That would have to be an awfully big rock. No, silly. The rock is Jesus, and the house is our life. You mean I don't have to gather rocks to build a house to be a wise man? No, the only thing that you need to do is make Jesus Lord of your life, become his disciple, and that makes you a wise man. What about the gold Frankenstein with the bird? What are we going to give Jesus? The only gift you need to give Jesus is yourself and to quit doing things your way and to start doing them his way. Wow, Miss Kenny, I think I'm ready to do that right now. Okay, would you like me to pray with you? Sure enough. Okay, so can I hold your hand? I ain't got no hands. I could sew some on. That would hurt us really bad. I got feet, though. All right. Okay. Oh, 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 ow, oh, ow. Y'all need to fix these steps back here. Well, I'm trying that to. That hurteth really bad. Wild thing, hurteth is not a word. It show is. It's King James for hurted. Oh, brother. Okay. So now you got to bow your head and close your eyes. I cannot close my eyes. They're stuck open. I'm just a puppet. Oh, my. Can you pretend? Show no. Okay. Bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, oh, Lord. we come to you in Jesus' come name. Come to you in that Jesus' name. I'm ready to make you Lord of ready my life. Ready to make you Lord of my life. And to quit doing things my quit way. Quit doing them my way. And to start doing them Start doing way. them God's way. In Jesus' name. In that, that Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Feel good. Nah, 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 nah. Like I knew I would. Wild thing. Whoa, 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 you whoa. cannot sing that Oh, here. yeah, we're at church. That's right. Whoa! Gonna turn this thing over on me. That would be bad. Yeah, it would be kind of revealing. <laughs> Might be. I want to sing a song now. You want to sing a song? Yeah, a church song. A church song. Yeah, Sunday school song. Okay. Old school. S K O O L. Uh, that's not how you spell school. It show is is hip hop. You don't know nothing. Oh my. Okay. All right. <coughs> What are you doing? I'm clearing my throat. What's it sound like? Okay. Oh, uh, what are you doing now? I'm getting the beat. Oh, all right. Get your <coughs> beat. All right. We're waiting. Jesus, be loving little children. Oh, them children in the world. Red and yellow, black and blue, hello, baby, I love you. Now, now, Wild Thing, that's not how that song Well, that goes. little girl there is really cute. You think she'd go out with me afterwards? No. Well, let me try again. All right. <coughs> <coughs>
Jesus, we loving little children. Oh, them children in the world. Red and yellow, pink and green. Y'all the cutest chick I seen. Yes, she is. Wild thing. That is not how that song goes. You need to behave yourself. Well, what's the last two colors? Black and white. How come it ain't black and blue? Because you're the only one that I know that's blue. Show is. <coughs> Jesus, be loving little children. Oh, them children in the world. Red and yellow, black and white. Jesus be dynamite. Yes, he is. Oh. Is that how it go? That works. That okay, works. well, I better go now. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. wise man builds their house upon the he hears and does what let's pray father we come to you in jesus name lord we thank you for your word it's a lamp to our feet a light to our path father we ask you that we wouldn't just be hearers of your word this morning but we will be doers of your word when we hear in your word to do something we obey immediately Holy Spirit, we ask you for your anointing upon the rest of the service. We turn ourselves over to you to be used by you. If anyone's here that has not made Jesus Lord of their life, does not surrender to you, that today they would do that and allow you to recreate them on the inside and be born again. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Well, we're going to move back a couple verses from where we've been all day to Matthew 7, 21 through 22. It says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, that he who does the will of my Father will enter. Many will say in that name, 
in that day, Lord, did we not cast out devils in your name? Perform many mighty miracles. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I don't know about you, but this scripture always scared it out of me. It's like, how can somebody cast out devils, prophesy, and do all these mighty works? And Lord said, depart from me, I never knew you. A few years ago, we had a revival in one of our southern states and had all kinds of miracles happening and um, punching people and gorders falling off and growths falling off and all kinds of things going on, prophecy flowing. And come to find out, dude, was a wife swapping and was living a lawless lifestyle. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's what that looks like. I never knew him. He did things his way, never did them my way. Then we pick up in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, where we've been all day. These two are connected, right? Up against each other. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon the... And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the... But everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Let's build our house upon the rock of Jesus, amen? Hear God's word, and we do God's word. I want everybody right now to bow your head, close your eyes, nobody looking around. We're, we are we are there. I know we've been running late, probably later than usual. I don't know how late you guys go, but I know. That's what I was thinking. If you're here this morning, you say, you know what? I don't know if I ever made Jesus Lord in my life. I repeated a prayer after somebody one time, but nothing really changed. I was baptized when I was a baby. I've been a church member. I've been here every Sunday since I was a kid because my mama made me come. But you never really surrendered your life to Jesus. And today you realize, look, I don't just need to make Jesus my Savior. I need to make him my Lord. I need to repent. I need to turn. I need to change. I need that change Jerry talked about. You know, God says, come just as you are, messed up, as nasty, whatever you are. But you know, he loves you enough not to leave you as you are. He invites you to come as you are, but leave as he is changed. Amen? How many here know for sure that you've been changed? You've been born again. You know for sure you are a born again Christian. Jesus is Lord of your life. You are on your way to heaven. If you know for that, for sure, raise up your hand really high. That's probably most of the people here on a Sunday morning. Put your hands down. There might be some people here saying, Jerry, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saved or not. I, 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 you know, I repeated that prayer. Let me say this. Just because you repeat a prayer after somebody don't mean nothing. We've misled people by saying, here, repeat this prayer and you're good. And people repeat that prayer and didn't even realize what they were saying. They walked away and, and never lived for Jesus. And Jesus, when they get to the end, they say, Jesus, say, depart from me. I never knew you. We need to do things this way. And he'll help you. And that's why we need to be born again. So he can change you. Does anyone here that says, Jerry, I need to be born again. I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. I don't care if you're five or 105. This is for children, teenagers, adults, anyone in the house. You're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life. Even if you're watching online, you need to make Jesus Lord of your life. This is for you. 
you're ready to do that, I want you to lift just up your hand really high. I need to surrender to Jesus. I, I see hands going up. There's hands going up all over the place. Yep. Teenagers, adults, grandparents. We've had whole families come together and give Jesus their life. If you're ready to make Jesus Lord of your life, if you're ready to surrender to him, quit doing things your way, start doing them his way, allow him to change you and be born again. If that's you, I want only those people to stand up right now. Go ahead and stand up. There you go. Saw a lot more hands than that up. Don't look around. This is between you and God. If you want Jesus to change you, you are ready to be born again. Stand up right now. There you go. Saw some more people. I'm waiting on you. I want to ask you to do one more thing before I do. Do not just come down here to get close to me. Don't come down here to play a game or get a prize or nothing like that. We are not after numbers. We are for people that are serious. You're ready to surrender to Jesus, make him Lord of your life, and allow him to change you. If that is you. I want only those people to get out or see to come down here and stand right in front of me, right down here. Come right down here. There you go. I promise I won't embarrass you. I just like to look people in the eye when I leave them with Jesus. If you can kneel, kneel. If you can't kneel, just stand. If you kneel, just come down here and kneel. Anyone else? Bible says today is the day of salvation. Oh, this tomorrow might be too late. We don't know. I'm not trying to scare you, but we don't know. It's a little bit longer. Watch, guys. Why did you come down here? Be born again. Be saved, right? Yes. Thank you, Lord of your life. You're ready to do things your way, right? Start doing God's way. I want to lead you to Jesus right now. And how we want to do that is I want to lead you in a prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer, but don't just repeat words that never saved anyone. But we are going to talk to God. Do you believe that? God's going to hear you. Do you believe that? He's going to come in. He's going to change you on the inside. Are you ready? Let's talk to him right now. Everybody in here, pray this with me. Even if you did not come forward and you need God in your life, you can pray right where you're at. Nothing magical about being down front here. I just like to look people in the eye when I lead them to Jesus. So everybody in here, pray this with us. You guys up here, pray this. Mean it from your heart. Say, Father, I come to you. In Jesus' name, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross. I thank you that he rose from the dead. Come into my life. Take away my sinful heart. Give me a clean heart. Today, I make Jesus Lord of my life. I'm going to quit doing things my way. Start doing them your way. Change me so I can do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you guys. Father, I thank you for these four people that came forward. I thank you for anybody in this room that prayed that prayer a minute from their heart. That you came in, you changed them on the inside. Help them to grow up and be mighty, mighty, world-changing Christians. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Give Jesus a big hand. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Do you have you want to get information from them or have a seat? We'll connect with me. Okay. Good, good, good. So everybody have a good time this morning. Okay, I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Thank you so much. We've enjoyed our time. I know I've gone long. And um forgive us for that. And we need to give away these world change awards very quickly. And pastor's gonna come and dismiss us. World change where's my game helper? Thank <laughs> you.
boy and a girl, boy and a girl. Go ahead and bring them up. Get them and bring them up. Boy and a girl. There, this young lady right here. Come on up. There you go. We got a guy. Here, you can come right over here. Right up front here. Give her a big hand. You got a young man? He don't want to come up? You can take it to him if he needs to. Here he comes. Give him a big hand, yes. You must have been really quiet because everybody was so quiet this morning. You guys were so good. Thank you, guys. Okay, well, we are done. Pastor, there you go, buddy. <laughs> what a morning. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.